Tennessee Sports powered by TennesseeTickets.com. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at It Is Esports. Make sure you like our Facebook page at It Is Esports Nashville. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to make sure we thank our sponsors because they make everything happen for our show, for our business, and for you guys, including TennesseeTickets.com. Whether it's Preds tickets like tonight at Bridgestone Arena or maybe the Rolling Stones and Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan, those tickets go on sale uh, tomorrow morning. TennesseeTickets.com, trusted source to save money on your ticket purchases. Zero hidden fees, unlike those other websites. And code AZ10 saves you another $10 off your ticket purchase. TennesseeTickets.com is where to go. Renters Warehouse, two professional landlords in the Nashville area. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. There are alternatives to selling your home. RentersWarehouse.com can help you continue to build equity in that home uh, that you already own after you move. RentersWarehouse.com is where to check them out. Mandu, the pulse of fitness. Hey, listen to this. One 15-minute workout at Mandu simulates five-plus hours in the weight room because of full-body electronic muscle stimulation. Achieve your fitness goals in 2020 with Mandu. The results are real because the science is real as well. Your first workout, always free, mandu.com. Uh, Zach Chris Stress on Facebook uh, jumps out and says, Derek Henry will be back, no doubt about it. How do you feel about this conversation? We're about to walk through a really in-depth conversation with, about Derrick Henry and his situation. Uh, how are you feeling about this overall situation with Derrick Henry? Your breakfast just got delivered. Oh, so so I, I'm I know, feel, I'm I know you feel better. a lot better now. Oh, no, I've got, I've got praline-infused pancakes this morning. I don't even know what that means. I know. That's <laughs> the point. It's unbelievable. So we'll get to the breakfast here in a second. But I do think this is the number one priority for the Tennessee Titans this offseason. The singular reason why they made it to the AFC Championship game for the first time in 17 years, and we experienced this magnificent run, this electric run that I think got this city, I mean, it, it, it really amped up this city. And we saw this with the Stanley Cup run in 2016 with the Nashville Predators. We saw this last year, this past season, with Derrick Henry becoming the best running back in the National Football League. So I think it's priority number one with John Robinson, and we know what happened this week, Ryan Tannehill, another high priority as the quarterback who played fantastic down the stretch. Both of those guys, your, your one and two priorities this offseason, both have the same agency, CAA, which also is the same agent that represents the general manager of the Tennessee Titans, John Robinson. That's what they say. All in the family. They're just they're going. You know what? They'll go out to dinner. Maybe they can come to Nash House and they can discuss some contracts. But I think Derrick Henry, number twenty-two. That's numero uno. You gotta have that guy back. And I'm willing to say this, and I've said it all season long. You've got to do it at all costs. You have to do it at all costs. We'll talk about what that means. But I think Derrick Henry's the best asset, so you got to resign him. Well, and uh, Roderick says offer him whatever it takes, and then Nick on Periscope says not for sixteen million dollars a year because everybody talks about the quote uh, that Derrick Henry had in Miami at the Super Bowl, saying that Zeke's numbers are the floor. Now that was a perfectly asked question. I thought the roof was the ceiling. Well, that's that's Michael Jordan. This was Zeke. Zeke numbers are the floor. Is uh, Derrick Henry because Rich Eisen did a great job of 
propping up that question to put Derrick Henry in a situation to answer that. Henry, it was a tough Super Bowl week for Derrick Henry. It was. He was all over the place. <laughs> and, and on every TV show, radio show, on every network, Derrick Henry made an appearance because he did lead the NFL in rushing this past year. But Derrick Henry actually went on Instagram uh, after that and said that he misunderstood the question that was being asked uh, by it's like, Rick yeah, my, my Twitter account got hacked. R- well, yeah. maybe, maybe not. So, anyway, so... Here's we'll we'll get to the numbers. We'll get to my strategy on how the Titans should bring back Derrick Henry later on in the show, and then also how much you would want to pay Derrick Henry. But let's take ourselves inside the negotiation room. Derrick Henry's crew, John Robinson and his crew. What is Derrick Henry's number one selling point? to John Robinson and the Tennessee Titans. That's where we'll start today, live from Nashville Southern Spoon and Saloon here downtown Nashville off of 8th Avenue in DeMumbrian underneath the Cambria Hotel. The perfect place for you guys to pregame and postgame any Preds game or just any downtown event. Also, an awesome breakfast menu with brunch as well. Ooh, yeah, uh, A right. really in-depth draft beer selection. I didn't tell you about my cheesy The eggs. bourbon selection is incredible down here as well. I got my dad to vouch for that one when he came before Preds game uh, recently. So Nashville, Southern Spoon and Saloon also have live music throughout the week as well. A great spot, Nashville spot. Nashville's here as Zach is diving in uh, fork first into those cheese eggs. eggs. So, so, Zach, your opinion after you gobble down that bite. What is the number one selling point that Derrick Henry has to Titans GM John Robinson? I think it's simple. He's the best asset on the team. He's the best player on the team. Without Derrick Henry, none of that would have happened last year. They would have made the AFC Championship game. They may have not even beaten Houston in Week 17 when A.J. McCarron was the quarterback. I don't think they would have beaten the New England Patriots because I think Bill Belichick, without Derrick Henry, I think Tom Brady and the Patriots move on. So then, therefore, they don't get an opportunity to play Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson, if you saw Derrick Henry, he's just such a force. So if I'm Derrick Henry, my number one selling point is I'm the best thing that you have. And not only on the field, I'm the best thing that your franchise has off the field. Marcus Mariota, bye-bye. He's gone. You cannot, you can't advertise or market the Flying Hawaiian anymore, right? You can't do that. Derrick Henry, numero uno, and here's, here's some social media stats, and I remember this because we covered Derrick Henry in training camp. He had about, I don't know, 500,000 Instagram followers. Which is and, a lot. Yeah. By season's end, he had 1.2 million. He plays for the Tennessee Titans, which we all know, smaller market team, but he is bigger than that. He comes from the brand of Alabama, and if the Titans, as you know I've been critical, if they ever get their marketing in place and they actually do a better job and maybe – heed some of my advice, Derrick Henry can be the face of the franchise. And here's the selling point. If I was Derrick Henry, if I was his agent, because Derrick Henry wouldn't say this, for five years you tried to make Marcus Mariota the face of your franchise, and he couldn't do it. He couldn't cut the mustard. I can. I'm bigger than him. Literally and figuratively. Exactly. 
You, you want to take number eight's face off of Nissan Stadium and plaster the highest paid running back in the National Football League. Okay. And more importantly, the best running back in the National Football yeah, League. That's so, the sales So pitch. Sean says, I know Henry was a leading rusher for the NFL, but how many more touches did he get compared to the rest of the league? Derrick Henry was up there near, uh, he had 303 carries in the regular season. He added like, I think almost 100 carries in the playoffs. So a lot of touches on Derrick Henry, but compared to Zeke. Get hurt really, right? He played through injury, and that's the crazy thing. Compared to Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott has gotten way more carries per year uh, in his NFL career than Derrick Henry has gotten so far because of the time that Henry spent behind DeMarco Murray for a season and a half. And you also think about Alabama. Derrick Henry did not carry the load for Alabama until his last year at Alabama. He was a reserve player and and a rotational guy at Alabama, so. For a guy who's run for a ton of yards in his entire life, like 15,000 yards in high school, like 4,000 yards in college, and about 3,000 or so yards in the NFL, he's got a lot of tread left because he has not been worn down like other running backs who have had the same type of stature as Derrick Henry. And you're right, he had the hamstring injury uh, at some point later last season that he got over, but he has not really been hurt and has not had that big-time injury to slow him down. So his number one selling point to me, because that's what we're asking you guys, because you say he's the best thing on the field. That's true. He's the best thing the Titans have on the field. but he, And off the field. And off the field. But he also plays the running back position that has been devalued over the last decade a lot by the NFL. And you see what has happened to running backs across the NFL who have gotten the big-time money. The Cardinals are trying to get out of David Johnson's contract. The Rams are trying to get out of Todd Gurley's contract. The Falcons are trying to do the same thing with Devontae Freeman. Uh, Le'Veon Bell was a swing and a miss with the Jets last year. The Jets were just desperate to get something, and that's what they got. So a lot of the big money running backs are not working out. Is that the way Derrick Henry would trend, or do you truly think Derrick Henry's different? That's, That's really what comes down to it for the Titans and John Robinson. His biggest selling point to John Robinson is, who is going to get people in the stadium if you don't have me? I, I think this fan base will riot. Not quite like Shiano Sunday Vol fan base rioting like a couple of years ago when he was going to be the head coach, Greg Shiano, but pretty close. Titans fans. Hopefully would, more fans show up to the riot than they do Nissan Stadium. Titans fans would throw fits. <laughs> they would be berserk. They would lose their minds. And I think people would give up on season tickets if – because the Titans would then be viewed as cheap by a portion of the fan base if they allow Derrick Henry to walk. Well, now that, depend, not, that depends on how it goes down. They're not cheap. That depends right, on how it goes down. But I think if Derrick Henry walks, Titans fans would be livid. And I think for all the equity that you've built over the last couple of months of winning, finishing the regular season 7-3 and three under Tannehill, going to the AFC Championship game, being so close to a Super Bowl berth, and then allowing your MVP to walk loses a lot of those fans you just got back. Because those fans just came back because of 22 and because of what Derrick Henry was for this offense and for this team in the playoffs. So let's, let's read more of your comments. Roderick, right on cue, says, if Henry leaves the organization, I'm gone. Now that's a lot. That's a strong. <laughs> Roderick, do you yeah, want to well, hold yourself Roderick, to that? Roderick, Roderick, Roderick. Uh, the results are in, and that's a lot. Yeah. 
There's no way you're leaving. You, we we talk to you every day, literally on this virtual show. And we've met show. you. You you live in Dallas, Roderick. We know you. Hard, you came and met us at the Titans team. playoff or Titans game day. Speaking with a lot of emotion, yes. but initial emotion. Look, that is what it is. I do think you have a point there. I do think that this is a this could be a decade changing momentum swinging decision. Because Amy Adams Strunk has worked very hard to get the Tennessee Titans out of the depths of the NFL. They were the worst team in the league for two straight years. Tommy Smith was waddling around that, that facility, not knowing what he could do right after Bud Adams passed away. But finally, a- Amy Adams Strunk has put money, dollar after dollar, into the facility, into the stadium, into the new uniforms, into trying to revive this fan base. It would be a shame if... Money was the reason why Derrick Henry walks. If Derrick Henry walks because he wants to go play back in his home state of Florida for the Miami Dolphins and they're going to pay him a lot of money, then that's fine. That's his prerogative, right? He is a free agent. But it would be a shame if the reports come out, they're talking back and forth, and finally the Titans won't spend the cash. That would be devastating, I think, to this This franchise. is the perfect conversation about the headbutting that goes on between the football department of the Tennessee Titans organization and the business department of the Tennessee Titans organization because for everything business, Derrick Henry, you have to have this guy back, but for everything football, you know what the running backs are in the NFL. As good as Derrick Henry has been, the quarterback is what drives the football department and what drives winning in the NFL, F- uh, quarterback and defense. You think you've got some solid pieces on defense. You saw Ryan Tannehill take a lot of steps forward as the quarterback. Can you, can Ryan, can you somewhat replicate or get close to replicating a Derrick Henry style with a cheaper running back that you draft near the top of the first uh, or in your draft and be able to supplement a much cheaper contract uh, than your running back would take up? Because Derrick Henry is a second-round pick. He's been making nothing compared to what he's probably going to get on the free agent market the last four years. I have a, I have a question I think very important for you, but I'm going to read some comments. Butchie okay. Bray says, people need to learn how to be a fan of a team, not players. Players, players come and go and hold out for new contracts. That is true. Can't, can't lie of what Butchie says. Garrett comes in and says, but Henry is an old-school running back, and most defenses are now built to stop the pass. So when they're forced to have to stop Henry, who's 6'4", 247 pounds, it's hard for linebackers to slow him down in the fourth quarter, and it's impossible for secondary players to not get run over and stiff arm. I agree with that because you'll get a like you know, that. Linebackers used to be 6'4", 250 pounds. Now they're Jayon Brown size, 6'1", 6'2", 225, 230. Derrick Henry's the side of the old school linebacker, but he still has the speed to be able to run away from people. So that's a good point there. All right, so my question to you, Austin, is let's – Let's rewind the clock a little bit. How much is this franchise influenced of giving Chris Johnson the big contract I'm glad you, that's... and getting burned because of that? Look, we, we pull no punches on this show. Yeah. This is not just rah, rah, let's go Titans, let's go Derrick Henry. That's not how it works. You've got to look at every single thing that is going to be built up to him signing on the dotted line. It's... Chris Johnson had a massive contract, and let's just face it, they had to walk away from each it's other. It's hilarious because literally I just pulled up Chris Johnson's contract numbers and I, I was about to bring that up on my I'm own. I'm glad because I'm going to dive in and put yeah, some that, syrup on fine. these yeah, pancakes. You, you, you can get it to your pancakes. Well, what kind of pancakes are you eating here at Nash House? Praline infused. 
<laughs> Pancakes. I, I, I'm, my mind's blown. I don't even know that's legal. Yeah. It's, uh, so Chris, John- nice house it is. Chris Johnson signed a massive deal in right before 2011 season, which is right after like, yeah, to show off those pancakes. Right after the Titans drafted Jake Locker is when they re-upped Chris Johnson with a massive contract. Uh, it was an average about $10 million a year. They had Chris Johnson for three seasons, and then they had to say, this isn't worth it. So for three years, they were already done with Chris Johnson, and they probably wish they would have pulled the trigger on that maybe one year earlier because in 2013, they had to uh, really they, – they were a bad team and couldn't really do much with Chris Johnson making $10 million a year. So I think Titans fans need to think about that because – and Aruf says, didn't CJ uh, get his contract before or after his 2K season? He got that – his 2,000-yard season – was 2009. He got his contract two years after his 2,000-yard season. Still had productive years, but the Titans paid Chris Johnson for what he had already accomplished, not for what he was going to accomplish. And that's the hard thing with running backs because Derek, the running back's most valuable life is their rookie contract for NFL teams because you can use them for as much as you want to use them without paying them anything. Chris Johnson, while he ran for... Uh, 2,000 yards, only made $385,000 as a base salary. That sounds insane. Now, he made $4 million because of signing bonuses that year. But Derrick Henry's been making less than a million dollars a year base salary because of his rookie contract. So don't just pay Derrick Henry a lot of money to make up for what he wasn't making right now. You still have to pay Derrick Henry for what his future production can be. And at 26 years old, still plenty of tread left, but what is the type of contract where Derrick Henry will be able to be productive for three to four years, but he'll be happy signing a deal? How do you balance those two things? Because the Titans did not balance those two things with Chris Johnson back in 2011, which feels like three general managers ago. I'm not trying to derail this show, Austin, but yeah. as you know, I'm a pancake connoisseur. You are. You, we've had many, many a time we've gone to breakfast. Yes. Right? A lot of times here. A lot of is times this, here. These are your first pancakes here. First pancakes here. This is a top three pancake of my life. Okay. Uh, this is no joke. And I, I say that with confidence. I, you, you may not be a pancake guy. I'm not. You I'm would not be a pancake this guy. type of pancake guy. I'm not a pancake guy, but you said these pancakes would make me that guy. Yes. I, I, I endorse these pancakes. So, so back- Caleb, real quick. Caleb says, but let's be honest. Chris Johnson was all about the money. He stopped caring as much after the contract. I don't think Derrick Henry would be the same. Overall, I agree with that. I think Derrick Henry is a different type of guy because Chris Johnson was never a leader in the Titans locker room. No, he wasn't. Derrick Henry was the guy throughout the entire and, year and, and has Johnson, developed into that leader. Chris Johnson had one fatal flaw. He had brick hands. He couldn't catch. Derrick Henry can catch. Now, he's not I outstanding. Feel like, I feel like he has oven mitts on trying to catch the but, football, but, he, but it's better than brick hands. But he doesn't have that one attribute that's like, oh, my gosh, you can't put plays in the playbook because of this Chris Johnson had that right because he couldn't catch Derrick Henry checks so many boxes plus he's 26 years old he is approaching his prime so I think general manager John Robinson of the Tennessee Titans it's of utmost importance to make sure that the contract works for both player and team and history does show and you you cannot deny history shows if you sign running backs for long-term contracts you're probably not going to get all out of that player for the the duration of the contract. 
So strategy is involved, but Derrick Henry has earned a payday. He has single-handedly changed the franchise. We don't know how much money the Titans have made this past, or the last five, six months, because of Derrick Henry. Yeah. They haven't experienced anything like that since 2008, and they lost their first playoff game at home against the Baltimore Ravens. It was literally 17 years. I don't know what Amy Adams Strunk was doing 17 years ago, but that was a long time, right? Yeah. So Rick says some people think a 26-year-old running back is past their prime. You could say they're closer to the end than they are the beginning. And you have to look at what the previous years were for that 26-year-old running back. Now, Zeke is actually younger than Derrick Henry by a year and a half, I think. Zeke, I feel like, is an older football player or an older running back than Derrick Henry is, even though he's younger, because Zeke's been used a lot more. Now, it's not about right now. It's not about what's Derrick Henry worth at 26 years old. It's can you get Derrick Henry to sign a contract right now where you're still going to be getting the proper value and production out of him four years later when he's down the road of this contract when he's 29, 30 years old? That's, Probably not. That's, yes. But and, you have to understand that. Like, don't have false expectations. And you bring up Ezekiel Elliott, and it kind of leads us to our next question. Because Ezekiel Elliott's contract is somewhat of a bar. So the question we are going to ask you, and I'll read out Zeke's numbers because I do have them. Are you willing to make Derrick Henry the highest paid running back in the NFL? Ezekiel Elliott had to hold out. And we saw he had a rough offseason last year. That Lakers jersey... Out, out in California, didn't have a good look, right? Pushing over the security guard at Coachella. Zeke has been prone to those type of Derrick Henry is not that type of guy, Correct. right? Upstanding citizen, really has never gotten in trouble. But the question we're asking you is, are you willing to make Derrick Henry the highest paid running back in the NFL? First comment right out of the gates on Facebook is a simple Y-E-S, yes. Austin, I don't know what you think about this. I'm curious to hear your take. First, I want you to tell the fine yes. folks about about our new sponsor. Yeah, well, our, it's, it's not a new it's sponsor. A continuing it's a continued sponsor, but more, more, because we talked a lot this past football season about Kings Bowl out in Cool Springs. They were the sponsor of our fantasy football league. And guess what? Kings Bowl is now the sponsor of all King Henry talk over this offseason. So anytime we talk about Derrick Henry and his contract or whatever Derrick Henry's future might hold, brought to you by Kings Bowl, Kings Dining Entertainment in Cool Springs, right next uh, to the Cool Springs Mall. A great family. It's, a, it's different than any other bowling alley that you're used to. There's no cigarettes, no dried-out pizza. Uh, but not it's, like the old Franklin it's, Lanes? No, no, it's not. Not quite that. <laughs> but Kings Bowl, Kings Dining Entertainment out in Cool Springs. Great place to take your family uh, out there for a nice bowling event uh, with a lot better experience uh, than what you're used to when it comes to that. A to Z Sports here live at Nash House Southern Spoon and Saloon, uh, powered by TennesseeTickets.com. Preds game tonight. TennesseeTickets.com is where to go uh, for any of your uh, uh, Tennessee tickets needs or Preds ticket needs. So, Zach, what do you think? So, the question is, are you willing to make Derrick Henry the highest paid running back in the NFL? Let's read some comments before we get to your answer and my answer, and we'll read off Ezekiel Elliott because that is the bar, right? Correct. The roof is the ceiling. Zeke is the bar. Zeke is the floor, as Derek uh, Henry said. Yeah. Uh, Tony says, absolutely. So does John. Yes, no doubt about it. Jacob says, Henry is a one-dimensional running back, but his one dimension is really, really good, which I, 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 I don't think he's singularly one dimension. I think he has multiple dimensions, but he's not your average running back. 
he's not your traditional scat back runner that can get in between, uh, you know, the, the hole up the gut. It's fast on the outside. But he has so much talent and breakaway speed plus the size. We've got a lot of yes. Colton or Carlton does say every time the Titans pay big, they get burnt. So Shrike says, because we're asking the question, are you willing to make Derrick Henry the highest paid running back in the NFL? Shrike says, if yes, he wants another, another team to be paying that biggest running back salary. Overall, I say no. I do not want the Titans to make Derrick Henry the highest paid running back in the NFL. I just don't think that's a smart move. As valuable as Derrick Henry is with his franchise on and off the field, like we've already talked about for the first 25, 30 minutes of our show this morning here at Nash House, I don't think the smart move is to make Derrick Henry the highest paid running back because that means over $15 million per year. Dylan says he doesn't think, think they have a choice. They absolutely have a choice. It's going to get ugly. Like Whenever you get into contract negotiations, it's like whenever you're trying to decide if so-and-so is a Hall of Famer. You end up saying all the negative things about the career to, to say you don't think they're deserving of the Hall of Fame, even though they were a great player. Like You're going to have to talk negatively about Derrick Henry to not have to pay him more than $15 million a year, even though you might be okay with a few million dollars less per year. I just think it's if the Titans sign Derrick Henry and make him the highest paid running back, they will regret it in three years. And I think the Titans have... They have too many other things going for them right now than to put themselves in a bad spot by paying Derrick Henry over Zeke Elliott's numbers, which would be 15-plus a year. Before I get to some cold, hard facts like I usually do on this show, Austin, I'm going to ask you, what are the Titans without Derrick Henry then? If you're not willing... Oh, they're okay, different. They're no, no, very no, no. different. I, well, obviously, they're different. But where, what are they? Are they back to... Nine and seven without the playoffs, no, or I, are they seven and nine? I, I still think that I still think the Titans without Derrick Henry are contending for a playoff. Well, spot. with Derrick Henry, they were nine and seven, right? But we also know the first, you know, first six games did not go according to plan with Mariota. So, they, seasons happen, I, right? Seasons I, change. As I they still say. think I still think the Titans are contending for a playoff spot and have an opportunity to win the division without Derrick Henry. Now, why? Who, why, why do you think that? Because I think. If they don't have Derrick Henry, then they probably have Ryan Tannehill. And I do think Ryan Tannehill is good enough to have the Titans in the playoff hunt. And you're basing that off 13 games with Derrick Henry. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I believe, think you're digging yourself a hole. No, I mean, well, I think ah. if they don't have Derrick Henry, they're obviously going to have to go replace him with some type of high draft pick that's going to have a lot of talent and ability. It's a big and risk. I'm not saying they're going to replicate 1,500 yards from Derrick Henry and however many touchdowns he has, but can they be effective enough? Can they still get a 1,000-yard rusher, and can they piece together 2,000 yards rushing as a team? I think they can. Well, you say – you say they can go out and get a new running back. Well, they went out and got Deion Lewis and made him the 13th yeah. highest paid running back and, in the league. And Deion Lewis is no good. No good. Now, here, but now with Deion Lewis being no good, who played 80% of the third down snaps this past year? Deion Lewis well, did. Yeah, because Derrick Henry needed a is, rest. No, because Derrick Henry <laughs> only played on third and rushing uh, third down situations. Whenever it was third and three or longer, that was Deion Lewis time. Yeah, you've got to have more than one running back. That's not anything new. So like you're no, sitting there but, baffled. But you shouldn't be baffled Zach, by that. I'm talking about 80% of all third down uh, plays. Because that was his job. Hell, they were paying the man because $5 million. Derek, you got to find a place for him. If you don't, 
if Derrick Henry's playing all the snaps, then you've really made a bad financial decision. I tell you that. I'll you tell you this. You made him the 13 Arthur paid Smith, running back. Arthur Smith. This is the a op- terrible take. Arthur Smith and the offensive coordinator uh, with with Mike Vrabel, they're not thinking on third and five. Well, you know, we're paying Dion five mil this year. We might as well get him on the field. They're definitely That's game not going plan- through their They're mind. definitely game planning prior to yeah. say we've got to find a way to get Dion Lewis on the field. No, because we're paying. They're $5 trying million. to figure out who is the best running back for this third down and passing situation. And the stats show you Deion Lewis was, even though Deion Lewis was a big swing and a miss by John Robinson as a free agent running back, and he will promptly be cut before the beginning of the new year here in early March where the Titans will save $4 million. So that, that's irrelevant. The Titans need to get another running back, even if Derrick Henry is back on this team. If Derrick Henry is not back on this team, you still cut Deion Lewis, and then you go draft a couple guys and maybe sign a lower-level free agent. I think... Ryan, the quarterback position is way more important than the running back will be. You've always devalued Derrick Henry, and I'm tired of no, it. No, I'm not saying. No, you have since the inception. I'm just not willing to pay. And you're devaluing him I, now. No, it's just the fact that I don't like giving a running back 15 plus million dollars a year. Did you that's like just, him leading the NFL in rush? Yes, I can, I can also. That's, that's why this makes it so, tip, so difficult. That's why it's so hard to have this conversation. Because you have to make a good, smart football decision. Is it smart for John Robinson to spend 15 million plus a year on his running back who needs to be off the field on third down 80% of the third down? He's the downs? best player on the team. Brett Kern's probably the best player on the team. Derrick Henry's the best Derek player Henry's, on the team. I, I, I would well, joke. Well, no, Derek don't Henry's joke around if we're I having can, a serious I conversation. I can still say that he's the best player on the team, but that doesn't mean he needs to be paid the most on the team. Because Lawan That doesn't make any sense. The it best does, player because on the, the position the best player plays. on the team should be paid the most amount of money on the team. Not running that's, backs. No, you talk about fair. That's fair, right? Does a middle that, if a that middle line, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, if a middle is does a middle linebacker? Well, he's not going to be paid the most on the team because the quarterback is going to be paid the most on the team because the quarterback is the most important person on the team. The running back not on this team, and that's the <clears> thing. Austin, what did the Tennessee Titans tell you and I and everybody else that they wanted to do? What was their identity offensively? I'll ask the question. It's That's Derek not Henry. rhetorical. It's Derrick Henry. It's that's running the, the football. Right. And without Derrick Henry, that's tough. So and I, Troy, I, Troy, thank you. He says, Zach, why are you making it personal? Like, you're, you're making it me not being willing to make Derrick Henry the highest paid running well, back yeah, in the NFL. Yeah, I talk to you every like single I'm, day, like and I'm I know how you feel about it. Well, yes, I, I, yeah, I'm Zach, influenced listen, by your emotion. Listen for a second. My emotion is actually not emotion. It's actually thought. Like, and, Don't and, make and, me go Mari twice on this show. Zach, that's a lie. No, it's not emotion. It's not because he went to Alabama. It's not because I thought he wasn't going to be a Pro Bowl running back when he was drafted. You he have doubted been... Derrick Henry for a very long time. I have Since not. Since the inception Zach, of him being in the I NFL. I do not doubt Derrick Henry's ability to be one of the best running backs in the NFL. I also well, you just... You can't because he is. I don't doubt him anymore. I, I don't doubt him. I do not doubt Derrick Henry's ability anymore, to run the football. Fair. I don't think you do anymore. And I have not over the last 12 months at the minimum. 12 months is not true. Okay. What are you talking about It's not true? You, you, your tune has changed in the last, I'd say, three or four once That's he started just, dominating. No. I thought Derrick – I was talking about how well Derrick Henry was playing early in the year, even when the offensive line was playing horribly, and Marcus Mariota was getting sacked nine Look, times it, it doesn't matter. You have your way <laughs> of thinking. Matter. I have my it, way of thinking. My point is I can still believe in Derrick Henry's ability as a running back, but I also think it's not smart to pay him $16 million a year. All right, so let's talk about the number. 
Ezekiel, highest paid running back in the league, he signed a 90 million dollar contract right right? he'll become a free agent in 2027 15 a year 15 a year and he got 50 guaranteed so that is more than half of the contract guaranteed that and if you're the agent of derrick henry you have to have that as the starting 50 percent guaranteed and our guy teron davenport's in here watching on periscope and we talked about guaranteed money yesterday we're talking about quarterbacks i do think derrick henry derrick henry will need to get more than 50 million dollars guaranteed can that help the Titans save some on the long run. I, You're I, not going to go find another player that is good or better than Derrick Henry. You're not going to go find him. Derrick Henry is a generational talent. I think he's proven that over the last two seasons. He single-handedly got them in position, position to go to the playoffs two years ago, and Mario didn't play week 17. There you go, Ethan. This past year, he single-handedly led them to the AFC Championship game. You're not going to go find another one, right? So that's my issue. I think that has to be valued. And if you have to pay this man. No, Austin, Austin, you've had your turn in the sun. Okay, It's my time. If you have to pay him $15.5 or $16 million, you have to do it. You have to bite the bullet. It's an investment. It's not going to kill your franchise. Austin, you know what kills your franchise? Signing guys like Matt Flynn to 20-plus million-dollar contracts as a quarterback. That actually and, did not kill and, the and him, Seahawks and because not, they won a Super Bowl. Because they got lucky. Two years later. You know why? Do you want to know the nuance of that? Because you're just blanket statement. Well, you see, you, they found a quarterback in the third round. Well, yeah, I know. When was the last time they find you find a franchise quarterback in the third round? Please. Over the course of the last 20 years, you just, how you many just said signing quarterbacks to a Matt Flynn contract kills your, kills yes. your franchise when it didn't or, or kill the franchise? A, who signed Matt Flynn to that number? You have to extremely lucky. Okay. Here's, here's why. Carson Palmer, when he was, he was signed with the Raiders, that was a ridiculous contract. That killed that franchise. More times than not, a quarterback will do that. You're not paying quarterback-type money. You're paying running back-type money. And I think in, on this team – Derrick Henry is valued more than anybody else. That's I, why I, I do fifteen think, to sixteen million dollars is not going to kill I, your franchise. I, I do think the Titans are different than the other thirty-one teams in the NFL, yes. where they are running back driven when the, everybody else is quarterback driven. Which we've been asking this question for a long time, and the Titans kind of finally got there. But we were asking the question: When will the Titans actually get with the times? When will the Titans get out of the nineties and be a passing team led by their quarterback outside of a couple of years with Steve McNair? Because even Marcus Mariota's best year, his second year in the league, they had the AFC's leading rusher with DeMarco Murray and were a football, a running the league team, or running the ball team in the league, the only type of team. When will the Titans get with the times? And now you're trying to keep the Titans in the 90s by signing up Derrick Henry. It, well, it's worked. The results, right? It's a results-based business. They just were a running team and made it to one, literally probably two quarters away from the Super Bowl. All right, Parker's right. And Parker just says it's a simple... Uh, comment. He says, this conversation is why this offseason is so important for the Titans. Parker's absolutely right. This is a crazy important season or offseason for the Tennessee Titans because of everything that's up in the air and where do the Titans want to be and what do they want to be for the next four years. Alright, I have two things. These are, And Austin, please listen to me right here. Listening. If you've listened to anything I've ever said on this show in the history of A to Z Sports, This is where your ears need to be open. Okay. First thing, 
This is the time you can take advantage because you don't have to pay Ryan Tannehill top quarterback dollar. You don't. You've got to pay him a lot. Not but Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. You don't have to pay him that. A lot. Still. And not many teams have that benefit. The Lions had to pay Matthew Stafford top dollar. Cam Newton got paid top dollar when he was playing for the Panthers and got his contract. Ryan Tannehill even got top dollar with Miami. Not this quite. is a this is a very unique situation where you don't have to pay your quarterback number one money. So then you can take some of that funds and spread it to your running back, maybe a right tackle, maybe a cornerback. Who knows? That's the first thing. The second thing is the Titans are not just going to change from a running team to a passing team, right? They're going to continue to be a running team. And this is one thing that I think you have failed to do. Okay. Replace Derrick Henry. There's no solution. Zach. There's not a solution that is better than Derrick Henry. Zach, what did we talk about what the next two days were going to be? Today is about scenarios and strategies to get Derrick Henry back on the, on the Titans. I will talk about replacing Derrick Henry tomorrow. So you're bringing we're your having guns a, tomorrow. Yes, because what we planned for tomorrow's show to be, what if Derrick Henry does not come back to the Titans? And so why would I talk about tomorrow's show, today's show? Because that would ruin tomorrow's show. So look, I've you, got, you do have ideas. Of course I do. I'm not just going to come unprepared. Like, do, wow. and, and just you, you're taking me saying I'm not willing to pay Derrick Henry $15 million or more. As in, I'm going to let Derrick Henry walk. It's not all or nothing. It's not pay him 15 mil or let him walk. There, there's, there's a lot of different things in between. I still have yet to get to my strategy on how the Titans can bring back Derrick Henry. So then let, do, hey, let's do that. I'm, yeah. I'm curious to hear your strategy on re-signing number 22. Yes, I've got it. The, the strategy the Titans should use to bring back Derrick Henry. But first, let me tell you guys about Mandu. Mandu is the pulse of fitness. One 15-minute workout at Mandu simulates five-plus hours in the weight room. How is that possible? Full-body electronic muscle stimulation. It gets deep. 95% of your muscle fibers you're hitting with electronic muscle stimulation, where if you just go lift normal weights at the gym, you're only getting like 60% of your muscle fibers. Mandu can help you achieve your fitness goals in 2020 with EMS and also the in-body analysis. I've lost 8% body fat since July because of what Mandu has showed me about fitness, about my body, about recovery and everything. Mandu.com, your first workout is always free, guy, free guys. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. This is one of my favorite places to broadcast from. Nash you get House. to chow down. Well, no, and you're chowing down on good food. It's a perfect Valentine's Day spot. Also on Friday, if you you haven't made plans or arrangement for the person in your life that you love come here they've got a great setup they've got great food great great drinks too great cocktails so you can wine and dine and you know who knows where the night will go after nash house friday valentine's day date make sure you think about it this coming friday all right a to z sports here live at nash house powered by tennesseetickets.com i've got my scenario my strategy and the titans should use to bring back Derrick Henry. Again, TennesseeTickets.com is where to go for any of your sporting events, concerts, Rolling Stones, and Dave Chappelle, Joe Rogan tickets go on sale uh, tomorrow morning. So be ready for that. I think, and we want to ask you guys this too, what what are you willing to pay Derrick Henry? What number annually do you think is okay for Derrick Henry? Maybe you're like Zach where you think 15 plus million dollars is fine. I don't think that. My strategy on how to do this is because the Titans are allowed to use both their franchise tag and their transition tag, I think there's a way they can use it to their benefit to help out. And, and Derrick Henry is important in this plan. 
not the franchise tag. I think the transition tag is a strategic way to, to tag Derrick Henry with the transition tag, which overthecap.com says is like $12.7 million for the one-year transition tag. Now, what does that allow you to do? You throw a tag on there to where you could get Derrick Henry back for 2020 and work on a long-term negotiation if he signs that tag. But the transition tag also allows other teams to sign Derrick Henry to an offer sheet. And the Titans have the first chance to match that offer sheet. So you tag Derrick Henry with a transition tag so you still get his rights, so to speak, or first right of refusal, so to speak, and then you still get to see what other teams think his market value is. So, for example... But you're letting somebody else set the ball. But you can... Right, but you can still match it. And so... Because that's the thing about this. We don't know what Derrick Henry's market value is. We don't know if the NFL views Derrick Henry like Zeke or more like Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freeman's making like eight and a half mil a year. Zeke is making almost double that. So, my, my thought is you tag him, which is 12.7 with the transition tag... And then you allow other people to dictate his market value. And then you think, okay, do I want to match this? Is that reasonable to bring back our most important marketing ability, marketing figure? Or is that market value just so ridiculous you can't do it and you let him go? I do understand the strategy. My, my problem or the flaws, I think, within that strategy is first and foremost, you're letting somebody else set the bar. You are. And usually teams want their own terms right but now you're letting the dolphins offer maybe an astronomical number this right? this is why like when teron uh davenport well, just when he show, compliments you once well, no he came at you yesterday because you had that. a ridiculous well, take well that's fine and that it, it validates my feeling that teron thinks it's a good idea because teron's really smart when it comes to the nfl no, never validated when i say good things why well, teron but i do i do give you credit you when never you, have, you never compliment me ever this morning you, <laughs> i'm you, joking I know. Okay. You, had, you came up with three really good questions for today's show this morning, so I'll get, I gave you credit I, for that. I'm joking. It's a joke. But, I mean, I think that's a, I think that's a good strategy because what if, what if nobody offers – what if nobody comes and offers Derrick Henry $13 million a year for four years? Now you tag Derrick Henry with a transition tag, and you have the opportunity to work at a long-term deal. What if – and here's the second – again, I'm just trying to pick holes. I, I do think it's a – it's a concept, right? And I'm not completely out on the transition. And I want to bring up Orlando's Henry. comment too after yours. But what if he holds out? Well, you, you're now sacrificing a massive season, right? Value 2020. You're coming off an AFC championship game appearance. Now all of a sudden your best player is not showing up. He And Zeke did it. Like there's threats have been made. Look, in the history of the NFL, Derrick Henry could just sit there and say, look, I did everything for this franchise, and, Henry, and now you're treating me like this? Derrick Henry potentially holding out if he gets tagged is, is, not, real. is real, and it doesn't say anything about Derrick Henry's character. It just talks about the business of what that is, yeah. and, and a lot of players who do hold out, I would say it's more likely that if Derrick Henry holds out, he will get a long-term deal than if he doesn't hold well, out. Well, who knows? But, Le'Veon Bell my, changed that game. Sure, but Le'Veon Bell, I view Le'Veon Bell as just more difficult to deal with than Derrick Henry has been to deal with. 
But you know, you you have no but, but, idea. But this is the first time Derrick Henry's been in this situation. We're talking about ninety million dollars. But you, Derek, you have no idea. Le'Veon Bell was is is going bowling when he has the flu and can't play for the Jets. And Derrick Henry was not going to do. Yes, different like that. personalities, but ninety million dollars. Sure. Like, so, really, okay. money will change a man. So, again, my overall strategy, if you tag Derrick Henry with a transition tag, because Orlando says, Orlando says, what if you franchise tag Derrick Henry so if somebody does come and offer him, the Titans get two first-round draft picks? I think if you franchise tag Derrick Henry, then no other team's going to come for that offer sheet to, so you can learn his market value because no team is going to be willing to lose two first-round draft picks for any NFL player. And pay them. And pay them, yes. So the transition tag allows Derrick Henry to learn his market value for the Titans to somewhat control the situation and have the ability to hang on to Derrick Henry to go for a long-term contract or to see what the market value... I I just think the, the transition tag is a very solid plan. And if you play the tag game, you have to understand... It's different than the Le'Veon Bell because the Steelers were willing to let Le'Veon Bell hold out because they had Ben Roethlisberger, right? Correct. The Titans don't have that luxury. They have Ryan Tannehill. And we think we know who Ryan Tannehill is. We've seen him play really well, but not over a long period of time. So that's where the difference is. The sacrifice of Derrick Henry's possibility of holding out is supersedes anything that has to do with this franchise because without Derrick Henry if he holds out the Titans in my opinion they're a seven and nine team well I think if 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 Derrick Henry is no longer with the Titans you're talking about a significant franchise redirection well and because you haven't really necessarily fully prepared with life without Derrick Henry right yes yeah, correct. So, so that's also a caveat to this. That, that, that would scare me as a franchise going into a massive year to try to take advantage of, what do we say, momentum. And you can't, as Titans for Life says on Periscope, you can't go 6-10. and 10. Bye-bye. Nobody's going to fill any of those and seats. And that's what I said earlier in the show, that with all the good equity and the fans that have been gained from what Derrick Henry helped the Titans do in the playoffs – if Derrick Henry is allowed to walk, the, a majority, a portion of those fans are saying, peace out, and, we'll see you And later. the Steelers don't have that problem, that's right? That's correct. The fans are there. I think that's crazy because that's, that's why we're doing a two-part Derrick Henry discussion, part one today, part, one, part two tomorrow, because as uh, Parker brought up earlier in the show on Facebook, that this is why this offseason is so important, is because a lot hinges – on Derrick Henry for the franchise's next three to four years, which I think is a really good window to do some damage in the NFL. We talked about how much respect did the Titans gain uh, earlier in the week by making the AFC Championship game, and maybe a couple, maybe they jumped a couple teams over on the NFL with respect level. But I think the next three to four years, the Titans have an opportunity to really do some damage in the playoffs to make this franchise that much more important when it comes to the NFL relevancy. All right, we'll probably talk about this weeks leading up. More information, right, will come out about the negotiations. March 16th is a massive date circled for all NFL teams and really around that because more information will come out. Here's a question to you, Austin, and I I think we can ask this multiple times throughout the course of the offseason is, 
right now, where you're at, do you think that the Titans and Derrick Henry, you think that they'll sign him? I, do, do you think right now, again, this is just a gut, personal feeling, do you think that things will work out and Derrick Henry, I'll just put it like this, do you think Derrick Henry will be in a Tennessee Titans uniform next season? It, right I, now. I think, it's, I think it's more likely that he'll be in a Titans two-tone blue jersey next year than he won't. Right now. But I, I don't think it's by much. I'm talking like 55% that he'll be a Titan, 45% that he won't. Like it's that close to a 50-50 toss-up just because this is – like if you're on Derrick Henry's side of this thing, like go get your money, man. Like this is your time to really make bank – and to set yourself up moving forward. So, you know, make sure you get your right deal for the next five years and go for it. Like, I, and, and, I'm, I'm with you. Actions speak louder than words, right? That's always true. We've heard him say Super Bowl week, he wants to be a Tennessee Titan. For life. So, I, I, like, he could have skirted around that and say, I'm a free agent. I enjoyed my time with Tennessee. We'll find out what my agent says. That's where we're going to move forward. He could have said that. He didn't. He literally is quoted, and we had this on our social media feed a couple of weeks ago, is, I want to be a Tennessee Titan for life. That wasn't the, the Facebook he, group. He, yeah. That was, that was the, the He authentic. joked with uh, Dan Patrick that he bought his home here. He did. And, and then Dan Patrick was like, ah, you know, but you can get some good money and good investment off of that when you sell it. Or you just go to uh, RentersWarehouse.com, Derek, and then rent your place out here in Nashville and continue to build equity in that home. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. So I, I think there is value with Derek Henry buying a house here. I think there's value with – I think he likes Mike Vrabel. I think he became a leader over the course of the season. I think the franchise values him. They didn't have a riff. He, he, he became the face of the franchise. And – Another little kind of side caveat is there's no state income tax. You go out to California, that's 13.3, bud, and that ain't going anywhere. I don't think California's in the, in the cards. I'm just saying. Right, yeah, I just don't think California's I, in the I'm cards. Ju- I'm yeah, just I, saying. I, Antonio so, says it don't matter. Pay him. He's the reason why the Titans advanced in the playoffs, the AFC Championship game. Um, give this man a like. If, if, if they lose him, they're going to suck. Big facts from and, Antonio. And Steph on Periscope says you can tell that he lo- loves Vrabel. I think that's also something we talk about free agency and what, what the Tennessee Titans have become. We talked about respect earlier this week, right? Correct. I think that's, that's decided on are free agents going to go to Nashville because of a couple of things, right? But I think the head coach, I think that makes a difference. If you like your boss, that goes a long way, right? When you hate your boss, like, look, I've been in situations where I didn't like boss man. Things did not jive. I'm an opinionated person. If you didn't know, they didn't like me. I didn't like them. I don't think that's the case with Mike Vrabel and Derrick Henry. I think they have a great rapport, and I think Vrabel has seen Derrick Henry grow over the last two seasons before his eyes. A to Z Sports here live at Nash House Southern Spoon and Saloon. Uh, Let's get to this. I'm halfway through these pancakes. I know. You've got a lot of pancakes left. But these are good. Yes, A to Z Sports here live uh, at at Nash House Southern Spoon and Saloon. There was a video we saw that's uh, before the show that's going viral, uh, Zach, uh, and something that we disagree in. Big time. And this is a fairer foul for all of you guys, and everybody can relate to this. Is it fair or foul to recline your seat on an airplane? Is it fair or foul to recline your seat 
on an airplane. But first, let me tell you guys about RentersWarehouse.com. Uh, that is the place you should go to find out how much your home can rent for because there are alternatives to selling your home in the Nashville area. And RentersWarehouse.com does everything for you. Continue to build equity in that home that you already own uh, right there. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go. All right, so I'm going to read why we're talking about this. It's a great conversation because I think everybody has an opinion on it, like fair, foul. I mean, first two comments, fair and foul. But uh, uh, Fox 5 DC tweeted this out. It was a video, and this woman is on uh, an airplane. She's the second to last row. This other man is on the last row of the airplane. His seat does not recline. He's on the last row. Her seat does. So she reclines. He didn't take kindly to that. She recorded his action, which was just bumping the back of the seat the entire time on the plane. So in my opinion, in this specific situation, I think both. I I just retweeted that from A to Z Sports. Again, you could jump in, jump out to see the video. But it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's like a, I don't know. It's petty. Let's just say that. It's It's, petty. It's like pettier than the NBA can be sometimes so i think both both people in this specific situation handled this poorly because i think the guy continually doing this to her is just childish like actually he's a grown man yeah he is a very much very much a grown man so what do you what do you you say says that guy should have had his face slapped 17 times so i think the guy doing this was wrong don't get me wrong but i do not ever recline my chair in an airplane because I feel like I am disrespecting the person's space directly behind so me. So you think it's foul to do it? I think it's overall, it is foul to recline your seat in an airplane. Like for That's me. That's so ridiculous. I think it's I, How I just, is that foul? Because it's an option. Because there's limited space. You I just think it's a seat. I, and that's what somebody said there. I just think it's a. I just think it's a moral, ethical thing to not do because you're putting yourself in the lap of the person behind you. Then they can recline, and then they, and then then you get the person who's in the back, and it's not. Why are they in the back? I don't know. They're in the back probably because a couple of things. They've even chose. They they've either chosen that seat. They're on Southwest, and they got the raw end of the deal, and they they're just in the back because. They, they're in like C58, right? Because they didn't check in on time. So that tells a little bit about, about their, their track of time. Or they didn't pay for it. You got to pay to play, right? There's a reason why there's first class I think, and there's coach. I think, first class, what about first class? Austin? Well, again, because uh, as somebody says, A to Z always flies first class. Also, don't have to recline. My, for Mikey, I've never flown first class. I'm not a frequent flyer. I don't fly all that often. So there's been no reason for me to fire, uh, fly first class. Before. So I've flown first class before. <clears throat> Look at you. Uh, well, uh, my dad worked for American I, I, I Airlines hey, for 27 you've years. You've flown like a I, billion I've, times more than I I've have. been flying since I was a very little kid. Diapers. So I... In first class, there's obviously more space, Correct. so the recline does not come back right. as much I'm, I'm, into the other like person. This is like a coach situation. It is. Yes, this is what we're talking about. First class, there's plenty of room, whatever. You're paying for that, fine. But you're also paying for <clears> coach. I, I think the proper way to do this is to ask the person behind you, do you mind if I recline my chair? I just think that's right as people. You, like, you don't like talking to people. 
You've, we've said this. You're not a talker on the plane. So I, I now you're coming well, out of your comfort zone. because I sleep zone. on planes. No, you, we've I, talked about you're not a chatter on, and that's fine. It's your prerogative. That doesn't mean that, I, that, that, doesn't mean that, I, that I'm mute. <laughs> but that, that doesn't mean that just because I don't chat people up doesn't mean I can't say a single thing to them. So have you I'm, ever done that? I'm, I'm, no, because I don't recline my chair. I don't need but to. But you're saying that's okay. If you, I mean, you're more comfortable when you recline. I mean, for one, you recline what, like three inches? Is that that big of a deal? Like to me, it's not. Yes. That big well, of a deal. if you're now you're coming maybe from a hypocrite standpoint, if you've never reclined, reclining I, I just don't think is it's, great. I think if you're going to do it, you ask, you politely ask the person behind you, "Excuse me, do you mind if I recline my chair?" It's an option. And if they say yes, or if they say no, I don't mind, then say thank you, and then you recline. It's an option. It's like looking at a menu and just being like, "Ah, oh, I'm not going to do that." What? You have the option I'm, to do it. And I choose to not do that because I choose to not. But it, then because it should, because but I've it, had it. But is it fair or foul? Because I've had it done That's to me. That's the question. I, I, I've had it done to me before, and it's annoying. Is it fair or foul? It's foul to to recline your chair without asking. I, it's it's America. Why are people soft? It's not soft. It's, it is. It's rude. I think It's I, not rude. It's an option. And if you don't have it, that's too, that's on you. That's and literally six people you don't have it. It's the back of the plane. Don't pick that seat if you're on Southwest. First of all, don't pick that seat if you bought your plane ticket on American Airlines. Now again, I am not the person to, to pedally just knock the back of their seat nonstop. We like all agree. We all agree that was over over the top. That should not have happened. That goes to this man's character, and he should be defamed because of this. But to to recline. You're not hurting anybody. It's an option. And but the, but you should get says your option merit. to use your tray and screen are taken away that you paid for without my choice. And I agree with that. Like you're like if I'm sitting in a seat and somebody reclines into me, you can still put the tray table down. God, you people, come on. You, it's not like it's not like all of a sudden once the recline comes down, you're locked up. You're, you're handcuffed. You can't go anywhere. It's not like that. So I think people are. This is a very, I mean, that's why it's a good topic because it's the internet and everybody's got an opinion. But I think people are, are too much on this. Terod says, one time I opened a bottle of soda on the plane and it splashed everywhere on people. That's funny. I, I, that, remember the story that I had last summer about the two drunk ladies that passed out and spilled wine everywhere? Oh, yeah, that's right. Man, we thought they were, like, no longer with us because of how little they were moving. It, it was really Well, now crazy. Pl- planes are a little different now because of the outbreak, you know? I'm not going to say it. it's going to be like Voldemort. You can't say it, but the outbreak. Well, you've already said that in a public place uh, recently. People don't like uh, outbreak jokes. They, no, they don't find them funny. They don't. It is esports. Uh, Sean says, "Awesome, you're being softer than those pancakes." Uh, and Steven things, says, and "These are fluffy. They look really good." These Steven says, "Fair. Fluffy. If the person behind you doesn't like it, and they can recline too to get that three inches back." So this is where. Okay, so here, here, let's come to common ground. All right, we all we come to common ground. Yes. Come on, man. If the person behind you politely asks, "Hey," If let's say in this scenario, I'm at the very back, you're in the second to last row, you recline back, and I say, "Hey, excuse me, sir, I'm sorry, I, I'm I'm real cramped back here. Is there any way that you could not recline? I would really appreciate that." I think communication is always a very good th- and, idea. <laughs> and if you say no, I'm sorry, I'm tired, I've been in Vegas all night, I've gotten zero, and that's of why sleep. I think it's- I came straight from the club. Then I say, "All right, I'm so I, I get it, right." There's got to be some give and take. If he says no, 
I'm going to continue to recline. I have to respect that. So that's why it's fair. Ian says that Austin videos the guy in front of him at the basketball game. That was the SEC tournament where I was uh, taking pictures and videos of the Kentucky fan in front of me who was just like overly emotional with every trip down the floor. In a game that had like 180 possessions, this guy was living and dying with every single one. Therefore, I was entertained and slightly annoyed, but more entertained than annoyed, for sure. All right, guys, it is Magic Bucket Thursday. It's the end of every Thursday show. That means it's Magic Bucket time. The last time we were at Nash House, Austin, do you remember that day? Oh, very vividly, yes. I had to sing Rocky Top here on the stage. I was, I'm the worst person to ever perform uh, a song on this stage here at Nash House. It was, Bruber. You talked about preparation. Do you have a sticker here for the bucket? I do not have a sticker. It's been a crazy week. Sticker will be here next week. Sticker will be here next week. All right. Man of his word right there. I've got stickers on deck right here, but I'm not, I can't waste my sticker. I, I, I can't fine. waste my sticker. All right, guys. This is the Magic Bucket. Whatever it says, we have to do. This is a fun game we started this year, and... I enjoy it, but I also fear it. Also, I'm going to go ahead and pick Very much. Well, you know, okay, all right. That's fine. You can go ahead. Also here, pick. I want to say this about the Magic Bucket. You know when you get into, like, writer's rhythm or the runner's high? I had that. I was in stride thinking of Magic Bucket items. I got about 10 to 12 on tap that I'll put in for next week. Okay? So this is about to change. I have uh, several more from my wife uh, to go. throw in there Team as well. Game. I respect that. Yeah. So if you want to slide into our DMs and look, we, we take user suggestions. We'll read off your name. If they're good enough, again, we can't just eat ghost peppers on cue. Yeah, just so, don't have us eat stuff because we can't just carry around stuff to eat. It's absolutely correct. Yes. All right, so I'll go first. And so this is for me. Let's see here. Okay, so this is something that happened last week that you will now do to me. What did you do last week? Get to call the other host by oh. whatever name you want on the following show. Yes. So we will be at home. It's only fair. Home, home game tomorrow. So but, Butch Jones, that is complete. That was, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed you calling me Butch Jones. I thought that was very well done. The hard part is that I picked for you and you won that, right? I mean, that's, that, I don't like that Well, dynamic. last week I lost twice. Well, I'm gonna probably I'm gonna lose twice. This maybe, week. maybe. All right, so I'm digging this one. So I get to put my big orange glasses on tomorrow. And uh, Ian has a funny one. Uh, Ian does. Let me read Ian's real quick. Uh, Ian said Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> it's really good. I've done this one too many times. The the name as many things as you can in 15 seconds. No, that's, that's mine. So so I've got a name. Yeah, that's right. mine. That that's an all timer one because that's good. Again, all right, we're all gonna right. have about so, 20 new ones next week. So. Things are about to... Okay, so here we go. I'm going to bring my stopwatch up. So Zach has to name as many blank things and he can as in 15 seconds. Um, it's, it's funny. I just brought my stopwatch up and I had five minutes because I was previously timing the train in front of us ah. that one time and I gave up after five minutes. That's right. Ended up taking 20 minutes. So, so I'll, let you, I'll let you think about what I'm going to have to name in 15 seconds as much as I can. And as... You think about that. I'm going to talk about where we are today. Yes. Nash House. If you have not made plans for Valentine's Day, Friday, come in here. It's a great experience. they got great cocktails. Treat the woman of your dreams or man of your dreams, whatever, whoever's watching at home, right here to a Valentine's Day dinner. Plus, if you don't make it to there, this weekend, come for brunch. They've got a Bloody Mary bar that I've experienced. It is outstanding. The pancakes, 
The pecan-infused pancakes, I highly recommend. I'm a pancake connoisseur, top three pancakes I've ever had in my life. And as Austin knows, people that know me, I don't lie. These are cold, hard facts. So try the pancakes and the cheesy eggs, and you will be a happy camper. All right, A to Z Sports Powered by TennesseeTickets.com. Tomorrow morning also, uh, concert tickets. Rolling Stones go out there. Also, Joe Rogan, Dave Chappelle, which I'm jealous that we will probably not be able to go to because it's draft night, uh, is also uh, on sale there too. All right, Zach, name uh, name as many SEC football coaches as you can in 15 seconds. Ready to go. Dan Mullen, uh, uh, Lane Kiffin, Nick Saban, Ed Orgeron, uh, oh, oh man! Uh, now I got uh, Kirby Smart, uh, Derek Mason, um, uh, 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 Jeremy Pruitt, um, uh, Mike Leach. Stop! You got eight. God, <laughs> man, that is hard when it's <laughs> the pressure makes it everything. Because if you think about it, there's only 14. So if you just did one per Jimbo second, Fisher. Jimbo Fisher, Gus Malzahn, God. Mark Stoops, Will Muschamp. Those are my four. No, well, I you had six. You missed six. Who else? Man, I'm disappointed oh, you know in myself. Who you missed? Of course you would have missed because I can't even think of his name. I right don't now. even know the Missouri State. Yeah, the Sam Pittman. <laughs> Who's Arkansas? I'm sorry. No, Sam Pittman is Arkansas. Eli Drinkwitz. Chug. Uh, yeah, I, I would. So I would have. My ceiling was 12. <laughs> I, I could have only gotten 12. I got eight. Disappointed in the Jimbo Fisher and Gus Malzahn. But when the pressure's on, I that's thinking, why it's fun. Well, I wanted to do something that you that you had confidence in to see how you did under the pressure. Yeah, and i I would have been I would have been happy if I would have gotten ten, eight. I'm disappointed in myself. All right, guys, have a great rest of your what is it Thursday? Buck Rising back tonight with A to Z Sports Primetime. We'll see. He'll see you guys then. We'll see you guys Friday morning. Also, for part two of our Derek Henry. Also, Vol fans, don't forget about our Big Orange podcast with uh, Charlie Burris and Zach Reagan. That yeah. thing is, is taking new off. episode came out this morning. They talk about does Jeremy Pruitt deserve a raise? I think they bring up some good points in that. Uh, so check that out. A to Z Sports Nashville.com and as well. Can't forget about our Preds Nashcast with uh, Alex Doherty. I mean, they had a podcast come out this past Sunday talking about the change in the top of the lineup, which is also really good and informational. We're too. creating an awesome podcast net, podcast network for you guys. That's the reason for so go check that out on our Spotify feed or our iTunes feed. We got you covered. All right, see you guys later. Have a good one. Adios.